The year is one twelfth over. It's GRD's Weekly. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Yay. It is, isn't it? Because uh, it's officially been proclamated that January, kind of in a not good way, did the suckage. I'm just saying that that's the word on the street. <laughs> that's what the cool kids are saying. Welcome to GRD's Weekly, episode number... 306? Yeah, look at there. Woo. Nice. Yay. It's becoming old hat now. I guess we'll have to stop for another year and a half and see what the hell happens. The folks... That'll be bringing things to you this, this fine, fine evening. The lady who is firm but fair, that there is the flinstress. Just because you have an idea does not mean you know how to properly execute it. Point. Uh, the woman who will make things very clear for you, that there is Carol the Cat. If there's one thing you should know by now, it's to stay out of my room! Uh, the man who is trying very hard for parent of the year, that's podcasting for Sigfrid. Thanks, Dad. You're the best pimp I'm ever going to have. I've been waiting to hear those words all my life. And me, I'm the guy who tries to stay positive. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Can't rain all the time. It can't. What happened, Geeky, yo? <laughs> um, well, let's see. Let's, uh, we watched the movie Wish. This was uh, the the new Disney movie that has, I guess maybe it's technically still in the theaters, and it's come to like streaming if you pay for it. You know, it's like that level because we go movie theater, then we go pay for it in streaming, then we go free with streaming. Um, but we don't pay for it. But you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but wow. yeah, Chris Pine is the main like male voice in this, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I don't know. I guess. MJ had wanted to see it because I guess there was a lot of like ads for it, but it wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't particularly care for it. I don't know. The music wasn't that great. Like it was just. It was just kind of there. It looked really bland to me. I haven't seen it, but it, it looked really it's bland. So weird. Like the opening thing is a woman singing and setting up the entire town, and I'm like, oh, it's the white in Kanto. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I see. How <laughs> she's Blanco. not white, but she's not exactly. No. Never really specified. It's, it's what that- did you say? I said en blanco. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, it's that uh, that nebulous, nebulous white, whitish people that Disney movies generally are when it's a far away. Well, no, these people <laughs> were like vaguely brown, but they just never really said where. They gave them a faintly Middle Eastern, in, in, like in the, in the summer, architecture. I'm vaguely brown. That doesn't help. Mm. No. Um, I, I don't know. And oh, I was going to say something else, and I lost it. Dang it. I was just going to say um, it's Pine, so whatever he does is okay with me. Oh, no surprise whatsoever that the best part of the whole movie is Alan Tudyk, who voice acted the um, like goat or whatever, goat. the little pet. But, There's a goat in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and he's fabulous as Valentino the goat, as, is, <laughs> as he is in everything that so he touches. That Mickey Mouse picnic basket with the hand popcorn bucket we had, they were also selling a popcorn bucket of the goat from Wish, which she Melody almost wanted to start with. We're like, you haven't even seen the movie. I know. We're like, you can't get a <laughs> can't get bucket for a character. It could be a jerk. I don't even know who the character is. Turns out that no, would have been a bad idea. If we had known at the time, but if that was Alan Tudyk. Wouldn't have the cool hand, though. So It is pretty cool. It is really, really cool. So, I don't know. It just seemed like they were, it was like a filler movie. Like, that's not going to be anybody's favorite movie. I just can't see that happening. And Chris Prime was chewing up scenery like, i oh, mean he was he had having so much a great fun. time so much fun in this movie he had a blast doing this movie i'd love to see you know how they'll show like voice actors in the studio doing their thing and being all animated i bet he was all over the place now something <laughs> that is kind of interesting and funny if you're paying attention is how they point out all the other 
Disney things. Right. Like, like uh, wishing upon a star. Wishing upon a star. There's even a bippity boppity boop kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> he even says mirror, mirror on the wall <laughs> at one point. So there, there is some stuff in here. It's, it's, it's just not a great movie. Yeah, it's just clumsy, you know, and there's no surprise. And uh, I don't know. It's just. You mean the good guy wins in a Disney movie? No. Mm, It was just, it was just there. Um, We also have pretty much mainlined Only Murders in the Building has been our number one, like, go to show. Season two was pretty great. And I figured. Um, Season three still. I I called season two. I wrote it down. I wrote it down on his Mm -hmm. email. I was like, wait a minute. I think I know who it is this time. And they really made us want to think that it was syndicating, you know, like hard, right? Mm-hmm. Got me, got me questioning myself. I'm like, I'm like, no, I believe, right? And that's why. So we're mid- midway through season three, right? Season Is that three. where we are now? And so it's like, I don't know. It's like they're leaning hard that it's Loretta, or it really could be her, his brother. You know what I mean? Like, there's some good, strong candidates for suspects and I'm here. Just like, I don't what, know what character have we seen three times because that's the one. <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> then there's, like I said, I mean, you know, all of this discussion is moot as soon as we watch the next however many episodes. But, like, it's fascinating because he died twice. Twice. And Ben Glenwood died twice. And so it's like, you know, there's a strong argument for the person who tried to kill him the first time came back to finish the job and it's the same suspect or isn't it fascinating that it could be two totally different people who it was like after he survived the first one and then he came back is when they realized, Oh, I really hate him too. And then there could be two completely, totally separate suspects. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I do just wholeheartedly love this show. Which of the Pickwick triplets did it? <laughs> um, which by the way, the soundtrack is on Apple and, and many and other streaming services. And, and it, has, it has the Matthew Broderick version. Uh, I don't know actually, but I do know that they've got the Steve Martin Which stuff. Which tells so you where actually, we are. That's where we are. <laughs> they actually made the full version. No, I, I think God, they gave him the great. Eric Stoltz treatment, so I don't think he actually appears. Well, see, in it. We're like we're like Funny. we're like halfway through season one, and she's like, well, "Where's the actual podcast they do? Why can't we hear the podcast <laughs> itself?" Yeah, I was like, they should have released that. That would they be are- cool. There that are podcasts cool. about the show, mm-hmm. like people like doing, their you know, show would have been interesting pod- to hear. Yeah. But there oh, definitely yeah. should be an Only Murders in the Building podcast just yes. with the, probably, the actors doing the podcast. Right. They mm-hmm. probably didn't want to have to pay them for that as well. <laughs> Extra. Yeah. They're the executive producer. They're just paying themselves. What do they care? Right. No, 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 different acting because different platforms then because we'd have to go out on podcasting, which would fall under a different They'll one. They'll just do the Creative like Commons license 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> listen yeah. to podcasts anyway. That's where we're going to do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Those kids out um, there that playing highly, their Donkey Kong and Dan Fogelberg music. Highly, highly, highly enjoyable. <laughs> um, I also started watching Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney+. Plus. Go ahead, Flynn. So, no, no, this is perfect because this ties in. And I come in last night and she's, an episode hits the end and they're running the credits. Do you know what song they run in the in the closing credits? For Percy Jackson? For the Percy Jackson show. I don't know if, I don't think they do this. Not every episode. episode. It was related to that one episode. Ep- for this one episode. Do you know what the closing theme was? It's Raining Men. It was Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Because well, the Percy Jackson New York City. No, so it was somewhere. It was, it was <laughs> caught between the moon and New York City. That was. It was only for that line. Yeah. yeah. I know it's crazy, 
but it's true. I just didn't realize that Chris Cross was such a huge uh, Dudley Moore fan. Well, you also have to realize the the power that is Christopher Cross, the first person to win all the major categories of the Grammys. Oh, you say Christopher Cross? I was thinking Chris Cross, like no, the no, no, kids no. who wore the pants. Yeah, yeah. I was very jump, confused. Jump. But but <laughs> I had a trivia question recently about Christopher Cross being that person, and the clue that I played was "Jump Jump" by Chris Cross. Wow! <laughs> the Yuji's Mandala affected a whole room full of I people. Think so. On no, purpose. I, look, I, I loved him as Whistler and Blade. Yeah, when when they were like negative two doing the Arthur theme, they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But anyway, Mr. Cross is also the only person that looks like each member of Tenacious D, depending on which stage of life he's in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the real question is which stage of Jack Black at which time, also. It's not no, just no, seriously. The, the younger Chris Cross is more Jack Black, but the older one is absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yep. Absolutely. It's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so, but, and I'm enjoying Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but like the main actor kid is just a real actual kid. Like his voice kind of cracks and stuff. So he's, you know, how they always cast like a 24 year old or whatever as the role of the kid, but he's an actual kid. 41 playing a kids, teenager. <laughs> some of the other kids are not very good actors. And I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed the books. I'm going to finish watching it. It's fun. I'm also sort of screening it to see if like MJ could handle it, right? If it's like too scary for her. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the special effects are pretty good and it definitely, it's not as, I did not enjoy the movie, but I also did the thing where like I had just read the book before the movie. And I feel like for me, if there's some distance between those two, cause my memory is not that great. So like, if it's been a while since I've read the book, then I'm, generally a little bit more like forgiving with the movie i don't know about y'all but like if i've just read the book and then i see the movie all i can do is like pick apart oh that part's different oh that part's different that will help every movie except for aragon right because that one was terrible <laughs> yes I mean, that, the that eye is, of aragon was better wasn't it oh lord funny that's my vote for worst like book adaptation of all time wow i think a lot of people's vote yeah really wow. terrible really really terrible um, let's see what else on my list. Um, uh, Flynn, even though you offered to watch it with me, I watched um, over the span of two days because I broke it up. I watched Next Goal Wins. So that's um, Taika Watiti. It's a soccer yeah. movie. Matt, uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, he co- he goes. He's like disgraced coach, and he goes to coach America Samoa. And it's got that Taika Waititi humor, but without like the like raunchiness. It's like toned down or whatever. And he's only the narrator. He's not, you know, an actor in the. So he's he's in the movie, but he's not really like in the movie. So, but they all have that accent, that like Polynesian. Um, New Zealand sort of like accent. So it's just delightful to listen to them talk. Um, Reese Davies even has, is that his name? Did I get it right? Um, Reese Darby? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I was close. Reese Davies Darby. Yeah. (laughs) I was close. I'm a swear wolf. Um, has a little cameo, of course, because they're all like in the same thing. I didn't see, you know, the guys from uh, like Jermaine or anybody from, uh, what do you call it? The Flight of the Concords. I was the Flying Concords. Anyway, but like, you know, (laughs) You saw a lot of the same like people who always have cameos in their um, movies. Will Arnett was in it randomly. I mean, it was <laughs> it was really pretty. Well, he was, it was it was cute. He was in our flag mean death randomly as well. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Selling Reese's yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of like um, 
it was good, but it wasn't like top, you know, 10 or whatever of like his work by any means. I think like when he can be more raunchy and kind of like edgy is when, um, is when he really shines. I think, you know, can kind of go out there a little bit with the violence and the, and the, um, you know, sexual related humor. So it was fun, but it was just kind of blah. Well, if it helps, they actually used Michael Fassbender to measure out the uh, marks on the field. <laughs> he is tall. Yeah. And, and was, he is also yeah, once upon a time was kind of on my like hall pass list. Mm. You can have that. Nothing. Fair enough. Nothing. It's the jaw. Yep. Mm-hmm. This jaw's but not so much. I don't mean to be ageist, but more so when he was when he was younger. It's just wow. Twenty twenty four. No, no. You said something slightly derogatory about Justin Hartley being older. And I'm like, you shut the hell up. That's Justin Hartley. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still we're, we're not kicking, you know. I mean, we we do whatever with him whenever, you know, but I mean, is he was oh. he more attractive twenty years ago? Yes, I've he got was. Witnesses. She said that. Everyone remember that. <laughs> Weren't we all? Terry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just saying, I'd rather do me from 20 years oh ago, God. too. Do you so. remember when I was skinny? Jesus. God, I'd rather be me from 20 years ago. <laughs> right? It's knowing what I knew now. Dude, and me 20 I just years have ago. the knees uh, from 20 years ago. Yeah. God, Rich, we've known you for 20 years. No. Right? Hey, oh, yeah. About it. I've known you for 20 years, so they have to have known you for 20 years. Really? Wow. Mm, yeah. so. See, you keep thinking also, of GRD. you got to remember Geek Label. Because we knew you did. So there's a couple years before all the shit we've done. That we I remember did. I used to come to conventions before I was even a part of the podcast. You, you made a goddamn talk like a Pirate Day promo for us. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I remember all that. I just, it just doesn't seem right about that 20 it was years 20 ago. years ago. About 20 years ago. Uh, 1994 was doing this 30 in the 1990s? years ago. I know. What are you talking about? I yeah, stopped 1994. Working, I stopped working at that radio station. Right about 20 years ago now. So, yeah, it was more than wow. 20 years ago. Jesus Christ, what the hell are we doing with she our She was there mind? filming us and telling us to lick our lips. <laughs> Still here. So anyway, and then I'm going to end with um, our kid is pretty great and geeky, too. So not only did she just get student of the month today, um, but she got straight A's again for the quarter. And she was the best out of all her teammates at the math competition that she had. Um, it's called Math 24. Mm-hmm. And you get four numbers and you have to try to use any math combination to equal 24. So it could be like um, go ahead, go ahead. 8, 3, 5, and 5. Mm. Right? 8, uh, 3, 5, 5, and 5. 5 is 0. 8 times 3 is 24. 24 plus 0 is 24. Boom! Right. So you have to See, get Billy 24. remembers that because that was the combination on the block where he kept getting stuffed into. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this, so you all like, you put this. your hand on the mat. And you have to like, boom, like buzz in yeah, to like be the it. fastest one. And you wow. got to spell out how you do it. And no. correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't she crush you playing this game? I wouldn't say crush, but did she, she did. She did actually victorious beat me. In this, we t- she did actually beat me. Her and I, we tied. I had to work my ass off to tie her. She's real good at this, man. That's yeah, because cool. Flynn's mental math is pretty, pretty good for your average adult. You know, so oh, yeah, yeah, she definitely beat me at the Hooray, game. The so, people. Yeah. Mm. but anyway, but that was really fun and kind of geeky. And so, uh, for all the geeky kids out there, remember we we rule the world, geeks and nerds. So keep it up. And uh, yeah, that has been my geeky sleep. Yay! I'll go next. 
Um, first off, an apology. January sucked, and I haven't been able to upload anything because real life got in the way. And I, said, I was um, wondering January what her stuff was. I was like, she, did, she, January. did she explain it last time when it wasn't picked? Um, it was all I could do to get to get through the last two weeks. Trust me. Um, so, uh, totally geeky things I did. Uh, we went through applications for Con Carolinas and the Geekery Market. So we made a lot of people ha- really happy and a lot of people yeah. really sad. Sorry about that Aww. if you didn't get into either of them. Um, Play with on my heart, Carol. <laughs> on the media front, I finished my complete rewatch of the Venture Brothers. Nice. Um, oh. I-, I do think this show got very problematic around season five, particularly with Sergeant Hatred. Um, yeah. But it righted itself in six and seven. And the the end movie, Radiant is the Baboon's Heart, <laughs> ends it on a nice note. It ends it on a nice note. So I'm okay with the entire series. Yeah. It never reached the high of the first two seasons, but it righted itself in the end. So oh, I just, that, good. that whole Sergeant Hatred storyline was just like, oh, guys, what are you doing? It's because it was right at that time. If you look, Archer came out. And they were yeah. kind of coasting for a little while. And then Archer came up and ate their lunch. Yeah. And then people were like, nah, we don't care anymore. And, and there, I think there was like a big delay in the seasons. And they were like, okay, we need to step up our game again. Jeez. Yeah. So um, it did. It, it ended on a good note. Um, and then I started watching Has Been Hotel, which is on Amazon Prime. It's an adult animated series. It's a musical. Very adult. It's um, it's actually kind of fun. I've only watched the first two episodes, but it's about a hotel in hell. Apparently, <laughs> Lucifer and Lilith got together and had a kid, and Aww. she opens a hotel. And um, it's it's actually really fun. So I I do recommend that. It's the craziest um, remake of Faulty Towers yet. <laughs> no, not yet. I I haven't seen the uh, you said Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's no, it's on Amazon Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Um, I haven't seen that, but um, my uh, my kids showed me the YouTube series uh, when it oh. first came out, and it was it was it was it was it was way too good for just somebody doing it and putting it on youtube so when i heard that they actually got a deal to put it on you know to make a full series i was super stoked because i'm like like just these short bits and stuff are really good can't wait to see it in a longer form so i'm looking forward yeah to seeing it. so I, I do recommend that um and then of course the oscar nominations came out last week mm-hmm. so i've been watching some movies that have been nominated that i hadn't seen before um, not all of these are geeky, but I'm going to run through them. I watched Society of the Snow, which is another movie about that 1973 airplane crash in the Andes, where they ended up eating <laughs> eating the dead bodies because they mm-hmm. were. Um, I mean, they, were there, they had to. Right. They mm-hmm. had to. <laughs> um, it's a good movie, but it's just kind of rehashing stuff I already knew. So it was okay. Not exactly a fun way to spend a Saturday night. Yeah, I just, it's it's way too long, in in my opinion. I will say they don't glor they they're not gratuitous with the cannibalism. Let me say I, that. You know, Carol, it it may have felt long to you, but I bet the people actually went through it. It felt pretty it was long. Much too. longer. It yeah. was much longer. I, 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 with your like, hot cocoa. I just want to be sitting there with my wine and my cheese, but cheese tray <laughs> while they're eating the co-pilot. <laughs> Is, like, is, can we just get to the eating people already? Is there any swan <laughs> left? I want breakfast. Um, so well, I don't want what. <laughs> that is what they first went for. You're a butcher. Butch. I mean, look, it, 
it, I suppose it depends on who it is. Some people are just going to have a probably juicier butt. And so that's where you'd want to start. I have no problem going with Rump Rose for Rosario Dawson. There you go. There's some. So I watched that. And then I watched Nyad, which um, scored a nomination for Annette Benning and Jodie Foster. Nice. It's about it's a biopic of Diane Nyad. It's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I it's kind of like this Disney movie. It was. It was very much Oscar bait. Um, I like Annette Benning. I truly do. And it's her and Jodie Foster. They can't turn in bad performances. But there was the way it's directed, like every 10 minutes, they're just doing static shots of Annette Benning staring at the camera in close up. And it's like, yes, yes, you hired an age appropriate actress. Good for you. Do you want a pat on the head in the cookie? What do you want? Um, Oscar nomination. Really repetitive. <laughs> well, they, do- they got it because um, I totally would have nominated Margot Robbie over Annette Benning. Sorry, Annette Benning. She's not a bad actress, but this movie did nothing for me. It took me like three days to get through it. Damn. <laughs> wow. Then I watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You think those people one. that were on the, the mountain in the Andes had a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I suffer through Nyad, people. <laughs> so I watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and it was a Mission Impossible movie. Hell yeah. Great stunts and... The theme music. I, yeah. really, I really, really I'm not enjoy kidding. that. The first one. Yeah. Of the first one yeah, is so solid. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. Like, is it it's streaming now? It's yeah, it's 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 good. But yeah, yeah it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, dope. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's fine. It's a Mission Impossible movie. So you, you watch those for the stunts and the stunts are very good. And then I watched Nimona, which I absolutely loved, uh, which is on Netflix up for best animated film um i'm sure people are out- outraged about it because two guys kiss oh my god the oh world's god. ending oh god but um, oh my god in 2024 what i know um but it's you think a really... your 12 year old niece would like that one uh yeah i think this is this is age appropriate yeah this is uh-huh. actually really this is they, they, this is a really good kiss movie was on the I, lips. I thought the it was kiss really wasn't sweet. anywhere else it's okay it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um this is I, I just thought it was really sweet. It's not going to win because it's up against Across the Spider-Verse and The Boy and the Heron. But mm-hmm. I was really glad that it got nominated because it's a really sweet movie and I really liked it. Um, and then uh, yeah. for a side project, I'm reading a lot of Little House books. So okay. <laughs> um, uh, I've been watching, I've been reading why? kids' books. I'm doing a Little House podcast with a friend. There you go. And so, and I got the the set of books for Christmas. So, what are you, so are you comparing the books started, to the show? We're actually doing it about the show. Okay. So, so okay. Well, I, about, say, I started reading the, the original books because, books. yeah, I got the original books okay. for Christmas, okay. the whole set. So, I started reading them. Like Little House on the Prairie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Cool. So, I read uh, Little it's House not, in the Big Woods and Little Amazon House on the Prairie. House. I, I will say. Reading Man, them as an adult is an experience. Ooh, Amityville, um, Little House. <laughs> little House in Amityville. Yeah, would that be great? <laughs> okay, now I'm oh, they've, that. No, they've already done the dollhouse. They've already done that. Sorry. <laughs> they already did. That's right. They already did the yeah. Amityville dollhouse. And they did so, that um, in space. It's little always house a good on idea. the left? <laughs> <laughs> little House on the hill? <laughs> the last Amityville horror on the left. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, Ma just bit that guy's dick off. Um, reading kids' books as an adult 
is kind of strange. Um, mm-hmm. And man, Charles Ingalls was undiagnosed ADHD, and I don't know how Carolyn didn't kill him. Mm. And that's all I gotta say. Because he was touched by an angel. Okay, then. <laughs> no, he wasn't touched by an angel. He was uh, on the highway. Highway. Way to no, heaven. he was. Yeah, he was. Highway to heaven. No, he wasn't touched. Yeah, he was on the highway to heaven. Yeah, he was a teenage so. werewolf though. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a big valley. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, he wasn't on Big Valley. What was he on? He was on. Uh, he was on Bonanza. He was on Bonanza. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was one of those Western shows. <laughs> yeah, Bonanza <laughs> featured his. Yeah, because when he was on Little House on the Prairie, he was constantly taking his shirt off, and he didn't wear underwear. Because you can tell, Pa Ingalls does not wear underwear on that show at all. No, how many kids does he have? <laughs> <laughs> I want to let the world know that until this moment, I never knew that was a thing. So you've been paying far more attention than I have. He was always wearing so, the barn in his pants. <laughs> that was my geeky squeak. Okay, then. Whose underwear did you notice missing, Rich? Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> watching this really great uh, episode with uh, of Murder, She Wrote, right? Yeah. And uh, Angel Lansbury does not off. wear a bra. And she was taking her shirt off, and then uh, just uh, no underwear either. It was, and let's just say, she is hung. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that went places I was not expecting. There, there's a reason why she looks like Paul McCartney. Um, so I didn't really do a whole heck of a she lot of. She looks like Paul McCartney. Angela Lansbury. Maybe I'm amazed. When, when she. <laughs> Um, so, uh, for me, it's mainly been, uh, some geeky trailers. The new Ghostbusters trailer is just looking even better. Can I say, welcome back, Walter Peck? Exactly. (laughs) T. Morris from Wish. Um, yeah, no, we got Walter (laughs) Peck in there. Uh, (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Walter Peck. And, you know, the thing is, like, because uh, I was watching a, a reaction video to it, and they were saying, oh, maybe he's the mayor because he's wearing the vest and kind of similar office and stuff. And I'm thinking, no, I bet you he's still in charge of the EPA. There's this huge, uh, you know, uh, uh, environmental thing that's happening with everything freezing. And so he's probably coming in trying to take over. And uh, we know, we know, we know that uh, Peck is is a jerk. We know he's a jerk. He's the antagonist uh, against the Ghostbusters, um, but he's also 100% in the right because they've got a freaking unregulated, nuclear. unlicensed nuclear reactor. Where is the Cobra Kai series right? about Walter Peck? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Okay? Uh, but the, the Redemption. The tr- <laughs> The trailer looks fantastic. I'm. Uh, it's so cool that it looks like all the the original guys are going to be in there a lot more. We've got some new folks that are going to be in there, which is excellent. Uh, I mean, Kumail Nanjiani and Patton Oswald potentially in the mix uh, for more, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, James Acoster, uh, who's a British comedian, uh, he's also in there. And mm-hmm. in one point, at one point, they show his logo on his uh, uniform. It's the Ghostbusters logo, but the circle on the outside is a gear. It looks amazing. I can't wait to see what kind of merchandising uh, comes out of that. Um, <laughs> Dude. He ha- had one of the best guest appearances on the Great British Bake Off ever. James Acaster? 
Yes. Uh, is it a, cost, he, a coster, a caster? Something like that. I can't remember, but um, like he baked something that was horrible and he's like, started baking, had a breakdown, bon appetit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to put that on an apron. <laughs> so you know Hasbro's website where they'll put up, hey guys, if enough people back us, we'll make mm-hmm. this. They're mm-hmm. making, Hasbro's officially making a PK meter and ghost trap. Oh, Hasbro's cool. making it. It looks incredible. Nice. Ghost not included. Sadly. <laughs> oh, so I guess uh, I guess what you're saying is that uh, Spirit Halloween lost their <laughs> market merchandising license. Then Hasbro just went, "Hey, we want to get ones for the for the cosplay people who have money." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. Um, the other trailer that I saw that I am uh-huh. super stoked uh-huh. for, uh-huh. Avatar: The Last Airbender. The live action Avatar trailer looks astounding. Everything about it, I just cannot wait for. It's it just looks so say. good. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything about it, it, it just, it just does. It looks amazing. And the guy that they got playing Ira, which is probably one of the toughest things to cast, they got uh, Carol. You probably remember his name. He played Appa in uh, Kim's Convenience, and he's also in the the Star Wars series. Is now. Um, oh, let me look. But uh, while you're looking that up, Billy, what trailer were you thinking I was thinking about? New Jedi Order. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't know that. When did that drop? Oh, I don't know, but I've seen it. It was like a couple of days like, ago. Like, yeah, a, a few days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Dude, oh, I am it looks behind it. Oh, dude, I hadn't seen that. That looks really good, dude. And okay, it so, looks like uh, a bunch which, of stupid which, people are going to hate it. Which series is that? Like, which? Um, this is, is Ray. This is Ray going off to form a new Jedi Order. Oh, okay. Wow. They like just announced that there was going to be a thing and they and dropped a trailer a for trailer. it already? Dude, it's 2026. There's a teaser. <laughs> oh, very smart. Yeah. Very smart on them working on it in secret and stuff like that. Carol, do we have a name? Paul Sun Hyung Lee. So, yes, yeah, I do recognize you. him. Oh, I was yes. going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking actually it was Peter singing, but yeah, it was Paul. Um, but no, no. He, I mean, he's he's amazing in everything that he does. So uh, him playing Iroh is is going to be good. But they've got Momo, they've got uh, Appa. Uh, the the bending looks amazing. Um, M Night Shyamalan's Avatar movie is basically going the way of Highlander two, in which case it doesn't exist. So I am super stoked for that. But also speaking of Avatar, the other thing that I've been watching, uh, which if you are a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, check out the Dragon Prince Mystery of Erevos on Netflix. It is made by the same people who did the Avatar cartoon. It has the same humor, the same style, just as, uh, as funny of a show as Avatar was. And as also with serious moments uh, in it, and it's amazing. It's a it's a a, a magical yeah. world, um, and and it is it is damn good. And just to give you, they they also drop ref because it's a fictional universe <laughs> as opposed to Avatar, which was real. But I don't know, right. it felt more grounded weirdly. <laughs> but um, but uh, at one point in time, <laughs> they're moving on this giant critter. And uh, and they're like, look in front of us. It's the oasis. 
And what you don't realize is that they said it before is that there's this mysterious wall that surrounds the oasis and uh, you have to pass through it and it keeps all the bad creatures out. So as we're moving across, uh, she says, look, the oasis. So anyway, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) (laughs) And so they'll, they'll do stuff like that. At one point in time, the girl's like, don't, 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 don't you forget about me you know stuff like that it's i mean it's just delightful and just really makes you laugh just like the original avatar cartoon did so i highly recommend it it is on netflix and that has pretty much been my geeky sweet oh hey check out those steamed dumplings mm, bop right. <laughs> yeah, that is. so i've i've been playing uh i got this i got this game for christmas for the switch it's call of cthulhu is what it is and we haven't actually got to you know the the walls getting thin and the mist stuff yet but some odd things are about and it's it's very much like a an early 2000s computer point and click kind of game mm-hmm. but hey i that's fine i have no problem with that i'm used to playing games of that nature and i can't wait to see where the story continues to go probably not nearly as weird as it did in lovecraft country but what mm. the hell what the hell are you going to do um so 3 years ago Three years ago, I jumped aboard a, a Kickstarter. Uh, a writer by the name of Desmond Devlin and an illustrator by the name of Tom Richmond, who worked for Mad Magazine, Ooh. were kind of upset that there was this final Star Wars movie coming out and Mad Magazine didn't exist anymore. And Mad has done mm. parodies of all the films and really should do this. So they decided, hey, folks, if we decided to do a bunch of uh, parodies of films that Mad Magazine never, ever did... Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to back us? And I did. And and I you love these guys, but God, they were so naive because like, yeah, we'll we'll be to get this thing to you like in a year. It's been three <laughs> years now. Because there were some delays, there were some problems, there were some issues. But after three years, I have the claptrap book in my hand. They've got oh, the Blues wow. Brothers, they've got Psycho, they've got Goodfellas, they've got all Princess these, Bride. Yes, they, all it, Mad never did that. Never ever did that. These guys, while you know, not sixties and like new movies too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not 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 like sixties and seventies, man. But the, 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 they worked with legends that worked at Mad Magazine. They've worked with Al Jaffe. They've worked with Mort Drucker. These guys ha- are legitimate mad people. And on the very front flipping page of our very first story, which of course is a riff of the Blues Brothers that's called the Blues Blunder. So this we're talking about two thousand. When you have the big page that introduces all the characters and they talk about themselves, here's the moment I want everyone to watch Rich. Director John Landis here. My sloppy and stupid movie has less of a story than Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Seriously, you could describe the entire plot of this movie in four words, two of them being sunglasses and hat. But hey, the way I look at it, any film I make where no one gets beheaded is a success. <laughs> <laughs> So that's 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 bad. So for all all of us cool people, we don't have this book. But for those of you that don't, you can go buy it. And I highly recommend this is the greatest mad super special I've I've ever, ever had. And and John Landis is wrong. I can explain uh, Blues Brothers in three words. Okay, mission from God. (laughs) Not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, <laughs> as I showed Carol before we started, I'll show you all. Uh, you, you, many of you are familiar with uh, with Tom Richmond's work because if you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, there was a moment where we see our wonderful uh, wonderful character and all the stuff he's been in. Well, he was on that TV show they kept talking about, which did get parodied by Mad Magazine. <laughs> so in the movie, they've got a picture of the cover, and so we all get autographed copies of replicas of the cover. Oh, very cool. Well. So it, it, is, it is quite funny. If you, if you ever read Mad Magazine at all, I highly, highly recommend you invest yourself some time in it because it's been so very cool. The and the kid th- really didn't need that one semester of college <laughs> when it comes time. So the other thing on my list is not something I thought would be on my list at all, and I'm here to tell you I'm kind of surprised at how much I actually enjoyed it. But I have watched season one of Peacock's Twisted Metal. Right? Based on the video game series, <laughs> Twisted Metal. The Yes, Sweet Tooth yes. the Ice Cream Truck. That game has a TV series with Anthony Mackie as our mm-hmm. main character. And that doesn't and Beatrice, the, uh, Stephanie Beatrice from Stephanie uh, Brooklyn Beatrice. Nine-Nine. What? Yes. Is in this as well. And, and you know, what? anything she wants to do, I'm kind of cool with. If you've played the games, obviously they've set up a world for the games. It's not exactly the games. There's plenty of stuff from the games that are in this. Sweet Tooth is in this, and every second he's on screen is worth your time and attention. Every single second. Played by Samoa Joe, the pro wrestler, fantastically voiced by Will Arnett, creepily. (laughs) Very much so. It is insane. And and the season finale for season one sets up that season two is going to actually be the Twisted Metal Tournament that will be taking wow. place. So they spend an entire season building up this world and giving an explanation as to why it is this way, which kind of does make sense. And then next season, they're going to give us the actual video game itself. I tell you, you watch that back to back with Blood Drive, and you have got yourself <laughs> the, the absolute like that is like this millennium's version of the Mad Max original Mad Max movie. Like it, it is twisted, it is crazy, it is gory, it is just as as B movie grindhouse as it gets. It's just as wonderfully stupid as the games get in all those ways that you love so much. There's comedy extraordinary. Oh, we get to go back to this. Um, oh my God, you found CDs there? Yeah, well, you know, I was going to get rid of them, but I guess we could keep them. And he starts acting like he's going to throw these CDs away. And then he picks up Hanson's CD. (laughs) That's right. And Stephanie Beard, she's like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's okay. You can keep it if you want to. I was going to get rid of it. Should I? Should I? Should I? It's just like, well, it's going to annoy you at first, but it is going to grow on you. It really is. Oh my god! It was so. so I I was not expecting to to like it, let alone be like, oh my god, this is actually pretty clever. I I I think I'm a fan. I'm officially a fan of the Twisted Metal television series. It's because they were unapologetic. They knew exactly what they were doing. They didn't. They they didn't shy away. They turned into the skid and just rocked it out. And it was like it it did what it was supposed to do. And it is a blast. It it is something special. Those shows are so satisfying when they when you can have a show like that. Mm-hmm. So whenever season two wants to come along, I'm right there. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. 
It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Chad has to lead his group away to a new home, and Stefan twists the deviants to do his bidding. Gonna make the, the mutants just bend to his will. The mutants go after after Chad and the crew. They're adjusting to their new life when Will and Brady play in the woods and learn there's some deviants have captured some beings to make them do work for them. You know, slavery because they're jerks. Stefan sneaks into the camp to learn more, and Chad is saving unissuers and baffling marauders. Chad gets supplies on aisle six. Abe is ready to be a defender. Abby, who's actually in this, is drawing power for the next battle. They're more than a team. They're, they're like Bolt Malkins. They're like Clack Grimmelkins. They're like, they're like Romoggies. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. Romog? The mail's in. Hey, you know, th- there's some interesting words that, that I come up with. Yeah, good job with that. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest GRD crew, this year my son gave me a DVD that I had been hinting I wanted for a year and a half. The Hogfather. Not to be outdone, Ooh. but my son's wife handed... Nice. Not to be outdone, my son's wife handed my wife, she who must be obeyed, a, grif- a gift-wrapped framed photo of an ultrasound that's from Grandpa Zachman. Getting the people in the family. Aww. But yeah, hot. Are they going to wrap the baby? <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that, if you want to do a gender reveal party, wrap the goddamn baby up and let people open it. Thank you. Yeah, it's exactly. That, exactly. Stop poisoning the water and all that. Should I shit. bring my own ceremonial knife? Or are you guys providing? <laughs> <laughs> congratulations for real. And congratulations. Yes, yes that's fantastic. Hogfather's a hell of a DVD. So congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah congratulations on that. It's a great movie. Especially all the times Mr. Tia is on screen. <laughs> God, his voice was creepy. Hi, geeks. I never expected to win a Guess Where Chad and Abby are prize. Sorry, I wasn't really prepared. Now, I already have more media content than I can handle, and we still can't get together online for anything, I guess. And I have more computer game content than I can handle, so I guess a digital comic that, you know, it's actually comic will be okay. Any comedy not punching down, it's, I'll probably like. Does that help? Please let me know if you need more from me. Stay safe. We'll try to catch up with you on Twitch. That is from Bill. Well, Bill, uh, check your email. So I sent you uh, a collection of Transformers comics I have. Wait for it. I sent you a collection of Transformers crossover comics I have, like Transformers G.I. Joe, like Transformers My Little Pony. So by all means, Bill, enjoy some Transformers comics of varying degrees of interestingness and and goodness. Sure, that, that would... That would that would be the one. And um, now I'm just picturing Optimus Prime with one of those horse trailers behind him <laughs> with the My Little Ponies in it. Nice. Wow. With the wait, wait. But if he then transforms and that's part of his body. Yep. Everyone's gotta die. But you know, Energon don't come cheap. That's all I'm saying. Yum. Energon don't come cheap. Um, well, I really thought I had somebody here that had said we're Chad and Abby were last time. So last time Chad and Abby were on a show called Most Wanted that I didn't really remember at all. So we'll see how this week's goes. Oh, it's February. We were supposed to have picked a winner. Hold on, I did. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> Good lord, that's right. It's see, I told I you, it's February. It's crazy. Uh, right, because we had Jared. Trina! Trina, you got yourself a prize. We will talk. We'll see what you Yay. want. If you like, you know, Transformers Yay. comics. Apparently, I got a good collection of those. <laughs> Either way, drop yourself a note, won't you please? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com or, of course, a voicemail, a text message. You just utilize the numbers. What out? G R T crew. 
put your name in the text. It does help. It really, it really does help. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Put your name in the text or it gets the hose again. A Whovian and a Nuvian walk into a TARDIS and explore every episode of the classic Doctor Who series. Join me, podcaster John S. Drew, and me, writer-editor Jim Beard, as we take apart each story starting from the very beginning in 1963. And join us on our Facebook page and Twitter, where we continue the discussion with you with historical artifacts from British papers of the time. The Doctor's Beard Podcast, released every Saturday around tea time on your favorite podcasting app. And we'll see you in time and space. Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian from Balsar Galactica and Anthrax, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. I like how he puts those in the right order, you know? He's going to know where, where the money is. Priorities. Exactly. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Geek the world. I mean, geeky. Point of view. Kevin Spacey to appear at HorrorCon sparking controversy. <laughs> That's not my actual story, but if you're a con and hire Kevin Spacey, you probably don't want the kind of folks who are still fans of him. But I look forward to your other panels, Mixology, The Cosby Way, and How to Get Hired in Hollywood with Harvey Weinstein. But on to my actual story. The devs behind Dwarf Fortress and Deep Rock Galactic are once again uniting to make the very wholesome demand that Steam add a dwarf tag for dwarf games. And this time they want your help. Earlier in January, Deep Rock Galactic Studio Ghost Ship Games and Dwarf Fortress port publisher Kitbox Games started raising demands for a dwarf tag on Steam. Now they've explained in the joint tweet that we have received a response from Steam regarding this issue. The short answer is no. But the real answer is Okay, but only after people on Steam start trying to use it as a tag. They go on to say that our friends at Steam say Dwarf is not a tag, similar to how Elf, Centaur, Wizard, etc. aren't tags. This is very legit and fair, but the difference is that Dwarves are cooler and have a much more dedicated fan base than any of those other mystical creatures. Now, these are in fact, uh, excuse me, there are in fact other Steam tags referencing mystical creatures, including werewolves and vampires, but those sorts of tags only come into existence once people start manually using them on the Steam store. So next time you see a dwarf game on Steam, go ahead and add the tag manually, the devs say. Over time, Steam will see that they are that we are very serious about the value of a dwarf tag and what it would bring to the platform. Remember that dwarves who stand together are slightly taller than before. <laughs> and all I have to say is rock and stone, brothers. Make nice. Carl proud. Do our job for us. You put <laughs> it in there. Do it. Well, I'll go next. Um, speaking of that Kevin Spacey thing, I was banned by or blocked by Mad Monster Party. <laughs> Not for commenting on their page, but for commenting on someone else's. Which is weird. So they are. Any place you go on the internet, it's like you're swimming with sharks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Almost actual like story, however, is... Good night of garden and moon and evil. <laughs> Resignation, resignation censures follow in the wake of Hugo Awards controversy. Two leaders of Worldcon Intellectual Property, the nonprofit that holds the surface, the service marks of World Science Fiction Society, have reportedly stepped down from their seats following accusations of censorship 
in the voting process of the 2023 Hugo Awards. In a January 30th statement, WIP officials announced that director Dave McCarty and board chair Kevin Stanley have both resigned from their positions. McCarty was also censured for public comments that have led to harm of the goodwill and value of our marks and for actions of the Hugo Administration Committee of the Shengju World Con that he presided over. Stanley was reprimanded for public comments that mistakenly led people to believe that we are not servicing our marks. In addition, WIP announced that two others, Shen, Chen Shi and Ben Yalo, are also censured for actions of the Hugo Administration Committee of the Shengju World Con that they presided over. The statement adds that there may be other actions taken or to be taken that are not in this announcement. Uh, the Hugo Awards are the most prestigious honor for the sci-fi fantasy community. The awards administered by the World Science Fiction Society are awarded annually at the group's global convention, Worldcon. Last year, the Worldcon was held for the first time in China, in Shengju. The resignations and disciplinary actions come after the nomination data for the 2023 awards was made public on January 20th, and it was revealed that certain authors and books, including R.F. Kuang's hit novel, Bab Babel, have been inexplicably deemed not eligible for the Hugo. Oh. <laughs> In China? Kuang is a Chinese. The heck you say? I know. Amazing. Kuang is a Chinese-American, and her work draws heavily from Chinese culture and history. Many fans and authors have speculated that state censorship or self-censorship under the state's watch was the reason for the, the opaque ineligibility rulings by the Shengju-based committee. Also deemed ineligible were Chinese-Canadian authors Jiranjie Zhao, whose book Iron Widow is about China's only female emperor, and writer Paul Weimer, who expressed concerns in 2021 over holding Worldcon 2023 in China. In response to the outcry, McCarty took to Facebook on January 20th and attempted, sometimes curtly, to address hundreds of comments that angered authors, including Neil Gaiman and Silvio Moreno-Garcia. An episode of Netflix TV series The Sandman based on Gaiman's comic series was also declared ineligible. In addition to the resignations and censures, WIP this week also announced that Don S. Eastlake has been elected the new WIP board chair. So hopefully uh, he will learn a lesson and holds Worldcon in some <coughs> less censorship areas and we won't have this problem again. You know, I'm really surprised. I thought this was going to be A.A. Milne's year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol, you really have the Chinese tea. Hey, now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, just to let you know, China's not going to eat our lunch. They're barely holding on. They're on the brink of bankruptcy. Yes, they censor things. And it's really not all that communist. It's more of an autoc a kleptocracy at this point. So. I mean, they... Yeah. They there gave Fight Club a somewhat happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would think that the downfall of capitalism would be a happy ending for a communist state, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that way. No, 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 no. But wait, uh, we need to buy their well, stuff. <laughs> right? Well, China, you know, has their hands in lots of different things, but I don't think they had anything to do with the um, Mars Ingenuity that malfunctioned recently on Mars. You may have heard of this. Mm. Um, January 18th, the 
like little helicopter that went along with the Mars rover that was named Ingenuity was only really ever supposed to be up there for a short amount of time, right? They do the very best they can to predict how long they think it will last. And I mean, Ingenuity far exceeded the expectations. Um, it was on its 72nd landing when the blades of ingenuity were damaged the helicopter blades and it had lost contact temporarily so they weren't really able to tell exactly what happened except that by the time they found it it was all broken up um but it really was only supposed to let's see it was only supposed to do five test flights over 30 days in the original design but ended up exceeding all expectations logging an impressive 72 flights 14 times further than planned, it racked up a total flight time of two hours and would often fly around with the rover and help to guide it. And, you know, I mean, it had cameras built in. So it was it was just really cool. And I know, like, we were following it as, you know, somebody who was a kid who used to be, like, really into space. So a lot of that stuff was is, was news that we've really been um, interested in. But the fact, you know, the fact that it, that it did finally crash or, you know, lose power or whatever happened last week, it's kind of interesting in today's news you know, the uh, NASA is still trying to determine exactly what happened. So what they're going to do is they're going to try to execute one last um, spin test, essentially, right? That's going to make it wiggle. I don't know. You can think of it kind of like waving goodbye or doing a little bit of a like wiggle jiggle. They're just going to try to like adjust the angle of it to determine the extent of the damage. But it's just kind of like one last little hurrah from ingenuity. I mean, I don't know if they're planning to like take it off of Mars and recycle the parts or just kind of like leave it up there, you know, but uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to give us one last wiggle and we'll say goodbye to ingenuity. So, well, I mean, are there no parking zone? (laughs) It parked in a no parking zone and some Martian came through and just booted that. It right, just wanted it right out of there. Be like, get out of here, bud. It's got a Martian boot on it. You gotta pay the fine. Is Mars Space Philadelphia? Because isn't that what happened to the the AI robot, whatever that was supposed to like give out hugs or something like that? Yeah, no, it was hitchhiking. hitchhiking. That's what it was. It was hitchhiking across the country until I, it got to Pennsylvania, and then somebody destroyed it. I think it's fascinating that NASA is going to wiggle it just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> and you know what, Red Planet. Red commies, I That's bet it right. was. It's China. Uh, we know who it was. <laughs> so, well, at no, least it's not single. I mean, it went, it went 70 plus missions more than it was anticipated. <laughs> yeah. That's Very amazing. Crazy. I rem- Now, that was the one uh, when they launched it and it landed. It, it was in like the big bubble. Yeah. And right. it bounced and stuff. Okay. I, yeah. I remember when that, yep. uh, when that launched and landed and it was just like, oh my gosh. It's another planet again. Woo, go humans! Our kids named it. And it was the first, um, the first aircraft ever, kind of craft ever that ever took off from the surface of another planet. I mean, human, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, go humans! Leaving our junk everywhere. We we, we only count our stuff. Nobody (laughs) else's. Miss Universe, hello, hello. Look at Miss Universe. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, look, we still dominate that competition every year. (laughs) Earth, mm-hmm. Earth, Earth. You think Earth. that one Mars? Open to everyone. You just got to get your butts to Earth. <laughs> those, those, those ladies from Mars. You think would have a better shot at that? <laughs> so tech has reached the point where we seriously have to question, you know, what is reality? Because no one knows exactly how crazy the tech line has been blurred, other than Terry Hatcher, because it's made her quit some dating apps, which 
really sounds like the strangest Terminator sequel I've ever heard of. What? Terry Hatcher. Oh, no. Which ones what is she still on? Terry Hatcher <laughs> doesn't meet people in real life, which led her to trying out dating technology. I've tried them all, and I tried the latest one. I tried Hinge. You know, I thought I'm going to say to the universe that I'm open and vulnerable. I'm putting myself out there. That's what I thought my gesture of joining the Hinge app would be. And they kicked me off. Which, in fairness, I hear they do welcome housewives, just not the desperate ones. She explained (laughs) that the app apparently thought that she was pretending to be Terry Hatcher. And since they can't have people do that, she was booted for pretending to be herself. I complained. I was like, can I have my money back since you kicked me off? They apologized. I was like, "Ah, I'm over it. So I'm over it. I'm definitely done with the dating apps. I feel like if there's any way I'll go somewhere and meet someone, that's what's going to have to be. Oh, poor her. However, will she meet people now? But look, Hatcher's not harboring ill ill feelings. That's good. Honestly, I'm happy. I have a real busy life, beautiful life. I have friends. It's fine. I don't need a man. I have a cat. And Hinge... Hinge, look, seriously, your verification system, it's good that you don't want people pretending to be, but when the actual person, I'm just saying, maybe your account verification system has to be a little bit better, because Terry Hatcher's a fake? No, I assure you that she is real and she is spectacular. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Stop by the website at geekradiodaily.com. You know, maybe if she got on there and took pictures and she had glasses on, it would <laughs> recognize her. Uh, see? That's not her. That's not her at all. So we'll see you in two weeks, which is going to be... February 29th. No, February no. 15th. No, February 15th. Okay, no. It's it's four weeks from now. Yes. We'll be, on, then we'll then be that, on Leap Year. Then that Friday... I, we can't play Jackbox, but that Saturday, we're playing poker. So come play poker with us. Thank you, Patreon people, for being here. Thank you for everyone that stopped by and saw this. And I'm working on something, but we might do things slightly different next time. I'll tell you more as I know. That'll happen. PodcastGeekRadioDaily.com. There are the numbers are. The numbers are. 510 Well, here we go again. You have one chance to live. Look, man, take anything you want. Thank you. Take anything! Now you're going to tell me where to find the rest of Tintin's little party pal. Let's get the old hang out of the pit. Little T-Burst, little potato heads hang out there. And Fun Boy, he lives here upstairs, all right? Fun Boy. <laughs> A whole jolly club. Jolly pirate nickname. Jesus Christ, an attack! Hold still. Each one of these is a life. A life you helped destroy. Come back, Don't kill me. I'm not going to kill you. Your job will be to tell the rest of them that death is coming for them. Tonight. Tell them Eric Draven sends his regards.